right, nice to have you company. All the news and your views on this Tuesday, November 16th. Give me a call, 131269. You can send us a text if that's a little easier. On your busy morning, that text number 0458 049209. And of course, email the show MP in the morning at 2smsupernetwork.com. And as always, you can follow the program on social media. Marcus Paul in the morning on Facebook. Send us a direct message there and catch up or comment on our posts. Podcasts, by the way, are always available on Spotify and you can listen live to the program until 9 o'clock via your favourite app or via 2smsupernetwork.com. All right, well, I'm going to talk about this very soon. From inoffensive and popular musicals to British critics of Adolf Hitler, everyone in 2021 is a potential cancellation target. I'm just wondering what will be cancelled next. Uh, Greece apparently is not the word. Uh, We learn that, unfortunately, a number of elite schools over there in WA are canning Greece because it's offensive. I just don't quite understand why. Anyway, I'll follow up on that and get some more details soon. Every Tuesday on the program, we catch up with the federal member for Fenner and talk a little politics. Andrew Lee. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Marcus. Glad to be with you. You too. Um, One thing. Yesterday, Scott Morrison said he was the underdog. He said he's used to being the underdog and and that's how uh, he believes he will operate leading into the next federal election, probably inside the next four to five months. What say you? Well, Scott Morrison will say anything in order to uh, spin his way out of the situation. And frankly, right now, he just wants to change the subject. I mean, he's come out of a shocking experience in Glasgow in which uh, the government signed up to an agreement which said that they would improve their 2030 targets next year and then came home to Australia and said, no, I'm not doing anything, anything of the sort. Meanwhile, he's got his deputy prime minister saying that the Nationals didn't sign up to the uh, COP26 agreement. Last time I checked, the Nationals were part of the government. So this is a government in utter disarray, uh, led by an ad man who is great with a slogan, but not much with a follow-through. Should he be censoring uh, Craig Kelly? Uh, he relies on Craig Kelly's vote. Craig Kelly has been down there in Melbourne um, I think, inciting some of the behaviour we've been seeing with these protests. I mean, does he need to pull Craig Kelly up, finally? Well, I think it's pretty clear that if this was Adam Dant leading the protests, then uh, Scott Morrison would be out there vociferously criticising him. But when it's uh, someone from his own camp, then he's pretty reluctant. Now, Craig Kelly's only in Parliament because Scott Morrison stepped in to save his pre-selection at the last election. Uh, But for that, Craig Kelly wouldn't be a member of Parliament. So he's very much a creation of Scott Morrison's, uh, and uh, he continues to vote very strongly with the government. Yeah, uh, well, somebody needs to do something. What's your take on what's going on down there in Melbourne at the moment? I mean, there, there are varying degrees of discussion we've had on the uh, program this morning. One bloke I had an argument with, he, he tried to tell me he was not an anti-vaxxer and he was for the vaccines, but he was against losing his freedoms, which kind of was contradictory. And then at the end, after we had a, a blue on the air, he told me to stick my vaccine up my behind. Um, <laughs> I just I don't understand. Uh, what's your take on all of this happening down in Melbourne? Well, this is a vaccine that's been thoroughly safety tested and we know a lot about its efficacy 
now just by looking at the uh, rates of hospitalisation and deaths for people who have and haven't been vaccinated. Uh, and the uh, the requirements are around uh, vaccination for people who are going to come in contact with many others. Uh, so it's about keeping people safe. Uh, we already have a range of vaccination requirements for kids going to school uh, for much the same reason, that uh, a small fraction of the population can't get vaccinated. And so uh, requiring everyone who can to get vaccinated is, is important to protect the health of the population. All right. So uh, are you suggesting then that these protests in Melbourne are anti-vaxxers? Is that, is that, can we break it down as simply as that? Because they, they're talking about their freedoms. They're worried about, you know, um, the overreaching, as they put it, um, that's a kind way of putting it, uh, powers of the uh, Andrews government in Victoria and their, you know, that's what they're fighting against apparently and uh, the vaccine mandates for workers, including uh, those in construction, those in the health. But it's not really any different anywhere else. I mean, you try and not have a vaccine in New South Wales and you won't get a job in the health system. Likewise in Queensland. Why all, why all this focus in Victoria? Well, Marcus, I'm speaking to you from uh, the ACT, which now has the highest vaccination rate in the world. Uh, yep. First dose coverage uh, around 90, 99%, <laughs> two dose coverage 96%. Uh, but certainly I think what we're seeing with vaccination hesitancy is that it's the latest uh, tool of populists to try and uh, marshal people against the government. Uh, we saw that with climate change. We've seen it with uh, a range of fringe economic theories. Uh, we've also seen it with, uh, with the attempt to deploy racist language. Now, there's populist entrepreneurs out there who are trying to marshal a, a core of support and they've settled on this uh, anti-vaccination issue uh, to try and fear monger with people uh, and the way to counter it is uh, is calm sound science and just being very clear with people about the risks of not being vaccinated right now right now yeah. uh, that does that, that that people who haven't been vaccinated are, are now accounting for substantial majority of of, of deaths uh, the t- chance of death for, death from COVID if you're vaccinated is tiny. The chance of uh, death from COVID if you're not vaccinated, particularly in a place like the US, US, is quite substantial. I think it's one in 30 deaths among the unvaccinated uh, are due to COVID in America right now. All right, uh, let's have a look here. Um, petrol prices, interest rates. Apparently, if we re-elect a Liberal national government's uh, the petrol automatically will come down, interest rates will be lower, and the world will be uh, apples, Andrew. Well, you know, elections should be about the future, Marcus. But this is Scott Morrison delving back into the past, back into John Howard's old scare campaigns. You remember John Howard and those elections in the early 2000s? was always making these uh, ridiculous claims, suggesting somehow uh, that uh, he had control of interest rates and petrol prices. You know, if uh, the Prime Minister thinks governments have control over petrol prices, then he ought to be taking the blame right now for $2 a a litre fuel that people are paying in some parts of Australia. Alternatively, he might accept, as most economists do, that world oil prices are a large determinant of the petrol prices. And last time I checked, we had central bank independence, which meant that the Reserve Bank set interest rates. But somehow the Prime Minister magically thinks that he has control over that. It's desperate stuff from a bloke who knows that he has no ideas about the future. Uh, and he's, just, he's begun fear-mongering already months out from the poll. All right, well... Um Speaking of the poll, when do you think? Do you reckon uh, that 
Mr Morrison and Mr Frydenberg, the federal government, might go to an early, uh, perhaps, budget and then we'll vote? Uh, will the budget be handed down before the election, in other words, Andrew? Well, Marcus, I've got to say, I was disappointed he didn't go in December. I think this is a bad government. The sooner we get out of the way, the better. Uh, right now, it seems to be a coin toss between March and May. Uh, Any time they want to go, we're ready to face them. All right, mate. Good to have you on, as always. We will talk uh, a little later. Oh, by the way, uh, sure. Greece. Let, let, let's just talk about Greece. Greece is not the word. Two Western s- suburb schools in Perth have cancelled their co-production of the musical Greece after students raised concerns about its themes and content. PLC students raised uh, their concerns and their apprehension of going ahead with the production in a joint statement with Scotch College. Um, they claim that, unfortunately, it's offensive, sexist and anti-feminist. I mean, is this going just a little too far? Yeah, when I heard this, Marcus, I thought, well, in terms of sexism and racism, Greece has got nothing on Shakespeare. Uh, and so we, we could be going down a dangerous road here. I reckon the best way of dealing with this is, is not to cancel the production, but to have a sensible conversation around it. You know, maybe to have a student stand up at the start and say, uh, our modern interpretation of, uh, of, of this musical is, is pretty different. And here's how we think about it differently from, uh, from our parents. I imagine a bunch of uh, boomer, boomer and Gen X parents would say, well, that's, that's really interesting. That's a really useful contribution. So, you know, let's have a conversation about these things rather than uh, ruling them out. Uh, that's a, a better approach for a liberal democracy. Yeah, well said. All right, Andrew, great to have you on, mate. We'll talk next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, Marcus. Take care.